1869, Russian chemist professor Dmitry Mendeleev published one of the earliest periodic table of elements. While this was not the first such attempt to systemize the known elements, Dmitry's was somewhat unique at the time in that it accepted that not all elements had been discovered yet and gaps were left for when they would. Today, every school child in the developed world is introduced to the periodic table at some time in their education. And as Dmitry predicted it would, it has grown to include new elements. As humanity's scientific understanding continues to expand, one element would have to wait 134 years after Dmitry's table to earn its place on the current table of elements. Element 115. The first successful synthesis of element 115 was achieved by a joint team of Russian and American scientists in August 2003, working at the Joint Institute for Nuclear Research in Russia. Headed by Russian nuclear physicist Yuri Organisian, the team announced their success on February 2nd, 2004, explaining in an American scientific journal that they had achieved their goal by bombarding Aramitium-243 with calcium-48 ions to produce four atoms of element 115. On the 28th of November 2016, it was officially named after the Moscow Oblast, the region of Russia in which the institute is situated in and became known as Moscovium. Only a small number of Moscovium atoms have been produced to date and they haven't survived for long. Scientists have created a number of versions of Moscovium isotopes which have the same number of atoms, but a different number of neutrons within its nucleus. The Moscovium atoms that have been created have been used mainly for research and in the creation of another element known as Nihonium. As of yet, neither Moscovium nor Nihonium have any real uses beyond research, since Moscovium has a lifespan of less than 500 milliseconds. However, 14 years before the American and Russian scientists first synthesized the element. It was already making headlines in Nevada, and if the story is to be believed, then not only was the US government already in possession of element 115, but was also conducting experiments with it, experiments involving UFOs. Bob Lazar is a well-known name within the UFO community, for he is credited with revealing that the US government does indeed possess UFOs at the Area 51 facility in Nevada. Speaking to a Las Vegas-based news team with his identity hidden and going by the name of Dennis, Lazar told a stunned audience in May 1989 that he had been employed by the US government to work at a facility known cryptically as S4 to reverse engineer UFO technology. In a follow-up interview, he revealed his true identity, stating that it was a way to ensure his safety since if anything happened to him now, then it would only seem to confirm what he was saying was true. Even in the days before, the internet made it as easy as clicking on a send button to turn a local news story viral. Lazar's story was recirculated around the world within days, and even bootleg copies of the interview being sold in markets as far away as Japan. During the course of the interview, Lazar explained that he had been made aware of at least nine UFOs that the US were in possession of when he worked at the S4 facility. He was unsure of where and when these nine craft were acquired. He explained that he was put to work on replicating the propulsion systems of these craft, which utilized a matter slash antimatter reactor. This was not a new concept in physics in 1989, 
but even today, it remains beyond the realm of human technology. Anything in the physical world is considered matter. Antimatter, on the other hand, is an antiparticle of a corresponding particle of matter. Antimatter was first theorized to exist in the 1880s, and it's believed that should matter and antimatter collide, then the result would be annihilation. A matter-slash-antimatter propulsion system would harness the enormous amounts of energy this reaction would create, but similar to how we have to control the explosions created inside an internal combustion engine such as in your car, creating and controlling such a reactor is perhaps the biggest stumbling point for mastering such technology. According to Lazar, achieving that mastery was his primary goal at S4. But in order to do that, he needed the then-mysterious-sounding Element 115, what we now refer to as Moscovium. He added that the team at S4 did at least have working examples of the reactor to study, taken from intact UFOs in US possession. He explained that during a demonstration of the reactor working, he was asked to touch a part of it, but found that an invisible force field prevented him from doing so. He was told that as well as providing propulsion for aircraft, the technology was hopefully also going to be utilized to create protective shielding for tanks. Lazar gave warnings about the research he was part of, stating that there were dangers with poking around this alien technology. Dangers that perhaps humanity at least, at its present level of technology, would be totally unaware of. He likened it to giving a nuclear reactor to a group of Victorian scientists and telling them to take it apart and figure out how it works. The Victorian scientists would have no concept of radiation, and so would be unaware of what was killing them, and possibly thousands of others near their lab as they cut it open. So just how could element 115 be the key to achieving or controlling this matter-slash-antimatter reaction? In 2014, Lazar was again interviewed by George Knapp, where he discussed the American and Russian team's work in synthesizing Element 115. Lazar dismissed their findings, which contradicted his claims, stating that they had only produced a very small amount, and that he was confident that further testing would eventually produce an isotope from the element, which will match the descriptions he gave in 1989. Like so many leading figures in the UFO community, particularly when it comes to government whistleblowers. Lazar has his supporters who believe his every word, and his critics who attack him at every opportunity. However, even now, his story refuses to go away and continues to divide opinion. But surely, if some of Lazar's claims stand up to scrutiny, then his knowledge of Element 115 also does. While there is one groundbreaking thing that Lazar should never have known, but somehow did, Lazar claimed that there was an integral part of the security procedures to get into S4, to which no one else in the world would know about unless they worked there. He revealed exactly what that was, and our good friend Jeremy Corbell, whose new Bob Lazar movie is coming out in early December, proved that Bob Lazar described exactly what was used at S4, and if he was right about that, which he was, as you'll see in Jeremy's film, then who's to say that he isn't right about Element 115? the crashed UFOs and alien life at Area 51.